0: Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Percellius Perro Dominguez. Let's get it. Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for being here at the Yes and Amen podcast. Today, um, I have a special guest. We've had her before,
1: my amazing sister friend, Ashley Abercrombie. Free, I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you for having me. You are one of my favorite people on the planet. <laughs> and so every time I get to have a conversation with you, I love it so much. I love you so
0: much. <laughs> Thank you so much. If y'all already heard, she was here. Um, and this is our one year anniversary. We we started this podcast a year ago. And so mm. she was our first guest last August 2020. Um, in the middle of the pandemic, we are still in this pandemic and we are still mm-hmm. here um growing in our faith and doing these meditations because y'all we need it. So yes. today's episode is all about disagreeing um and disagreeing with people that we love and still loving them, right? Like that's just a really, really uh, real thing and hard thing. So let me introduce Ashley and then we'll get into this conversation. So Ashley is the queen of, I love this. She is the queen of geriatric pregnancies. <laughs> I love, please say, please explain what that means.
1: <laughs> okay. So for those who don't know, if you are over 35, the medical community, which has apparently advanced in many ways, except for this one, will call it a geriatric pregnancy. So I've had three of them and, um, I just want y'all to know you can have babies after 35, like, okay. it's really okay. It's really okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like how dare they? What a name. So 35, rude. 35.
1: Yeah, like I just, the rudest.
0: I just can't, well, you are the queen of it. And I praise God that you have three amazing healthy babies. Um, and she's the author of Rise of the Truth Teller which you already know, I've talked about this um, book several times, I talked about it on Instagram, I would be giving it away all the time, <laughs> get that book y'all. Um, and this month, August, 2000, 21 august i think
1: 31st or 30 uh-huh, that's right 31st.
0: 31st is her new book which is called love is the resistance learn to disagree resolve the conflicts you've been avoiding and create real change which is what we're talking about um today and we're actually doing a fall book club around this book which i'm so excited about because this is important right this is such an important topic and so i'm mm-hmm. excited uh she's the co-host of a podcast which is the why though podcast love that name uh with <laughs> tiffany bloom And her work is featured on OprahMag.com, Scary Mommy, Relevant and Darling Magazines, Life Today, and 100 Huntley Street, The Purpose Show and more. And Ashley lives in Los Angeles with her partner and three, uh, we already mentioned three gorgeous, adorable kids. (laughs) Ashley, I'm so glad you're here.
1: Me too. So (laughs) let's get
0: right into this. Like I was saying, we're going to be talking about basically what what Ashley's talking about in her book. And I haven't read it, y'all, but I trust Ashley. And even just reading the description of it, I'm just like, wow, the world needs this book. Um, Even before we started recording this, I was talking about how many, so many Christian books, you know, I'm grateful for God giving so many writers a gift. Um, of writing a uh, Christian books throughout this world. And just, I'm um, thinking about how many, so many are about us and our betterment, which is great. We should be, be trying to become better people. That's how we get to serve the world well, but also um, seeing God, right. And learning more about God. And I feel like this is, this book is learning more about who God is. He, he yeah. disagrees with our lifestyle many times, y'all, on our decisions, and he mm-hmm. loves us anyways, right? Yes. And so how do we get to do that in a world where um, I'm sure we we disagree with a lot of people, whether it's about politics, race, um, decisions, even the Bible, right? Like all yeah. of it, um, we can disagree, but we can still love one another. It doesn't have to be a battle. It doesn't have to be a fight. Um and it really shouldn't be, right? Because that's not right. how we exemplify the Lord in this world. So that's what we're going to get into um, in this in this time. And so the first question is, so you're saying we can live in a world where we disagree <laughs> with folks and still love them. Like, yes. that sounds crazy. <laughs> like, how? Really Tell us your ways. How do you think? And how do you think Jesus exemplifies this? And how can we actually, like, do this? Because I know for me, sometimes it seems impossible or yeah. just really hard. Hmm. <laughs>
1: I think it's always really hard to be honest. I don't know that that part changes, but I definitely feel like, you know, it's, it's learning a couple of things. The first one I want to share is this, you know, there's a biblical command to love and we know that, and God doesn't just stop at love, you know, love the people that you like. Love the people who think like you, who look like you, who vote like you, who live like you. God takes it a step further and he says, love even your enemy. And so I think in Christianity, we've lost the spiritual discipline, not just of love, but also enemy love. And so there's a spectrum that God invites us to. There is a spiritual maturity that God invites us to when he says, Hey, I'm commanding you not just to love, but to love even your enemy. And then he says, you know, and people will know that you're my disciples, that you'll know me by the way that you love. And so I think the first step is we have to understand why do we fight? What are the reasons that we disagree? What are the reasons that we don't get along? What are the reasons that we're constantly, you know, wanting to separate ourselves from others because I do think as humans and even as Christians we'll find every way we can to separate ourselves from others and to avoid doing the intimate connection that conflict can and should bring to our lives. and so disagreement can come in so many different forms. and i want to lay a little caveat here because i think that you know some people have beliefs and they have dialogue and rhetoric that is actually not just hurtful but harmful. And those are people where we need to have better boundaries, perhaps end a relationship. You know, it's okay to walk away from things when they're constantly being hurtful or it's toxic or even abusive. We have to learn how to have a necessary ending. We have to learn to let things go. We have to learn to move on from a relationship or to reset boundaries that will keep us safe. But in that um, that same idea of enemy love, there is something in Pre, you would probably know about this because of the work that you do and the degrees that you have, but there's something called differentiation. And it's something that we've gotten away from how that we don't fully understand. But what basically what healthy differentiation is, is that I can say, you know, Hey, I, this is what I think, this is what I want. This is what I feel. And I'm able to also tolerate another person doing the same thing. And I think even as believers, we have lost our capacity to do that. We have lost our capacity to allow others to have their own thoughts, their own feelings and their own beliefs. And what we do is we begin to attack. We begin to separate. We begin to tell them all the million reasons why they're wrong. We try to be the moral police of the universe in life, in real life and online. And I think these are all these things that kind of set us up to be separated. And what we avoid doing is figuring out, number one, why do we do what we do? Why do we believe what we believe? And then why do others do what they do? Why do they believe what they believe? Because all of us have a a context. We all are raised a certain way in our home of origin, whatever that looked like, whoever our primary caretakers were in the school that we attended you know in the the faith if we had a a faith experience in the house of worship that we may have grown up in the ymca's that we were going to after school like all these things that have shaped us informed us informed the way that we think and we don't often stop to reflect on those beliefs and values and why we have them and we become quite dogmatic in them assuming that the rest of the world believes and thinks the same way that we do and so Whereas we've stopped learning from one another. We've stopped being curious. We've stopped asking questions. We've stopped, you know, beginning to understand the context that each of us are living from. And so we do, we fight about things. We fight about our cultures. We fight about race. We fight about gender. We fight about who has the right to do this or that. We fight about, you know, our faith. We fight about the Bible. We fight about who's right and who's wrong. And pride is driving us and not love. And I think that, this idea of love being the resistance that we need in order to connect to one another in order to build a bridge across that great divide that we might have with another person whether it's seated at our dinner table or it's a coworker or it's somebody online we do have to figure out okay why is this triggering me so bad why am i so upset right now why do they think this why do i think this why am i so mad why are they so mad and just really begin to do that hard and um important internal work so that we can begin to build connections with others and rethink the way we relate
0: cool girl 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 (laughs) all right so basically we need to read your book because that's that's it like for several things right so the first here when you were like just even wrapping up what you were saying of like all these different questions you're asking yourself like that i think in itself is a huge um help and a huge Mm -hmm. factor in how we actually love others and connect with others that we don't disagree with or we're having conflict with because then we also check in with ourselves right Mm where we're coming from a place where like i want to respond with wisdom and intention versus like react from like my triggers and trauma and what instagram is like telling me how to act and stuff like that Mm -hmm. right like it's really Mm -hmm. like coming from a place of like holy spirit help me see and notice why do i disagree um, what, what does this mean? Should I set a boundary? Should I like, what is exactly what I should be doing? Um, and so that's just so, so important, right? Cause, and the thing is, you know, I can, we could suggest people go to therapy and go to therapy if like you are going through, you know especially want to think through these things but that's what your therapist is also going to tell you. And they're going to ask you, think through these questions reflect on these different things. And so that's a huge thing. I think when it comes to um, loving other people and, and even just conflict in life Right. Mm-hmm. Like when we just like, oh, this is, it is what it is versus like really thinking about it. Um, then we're like doing a disservice to the person uh, that we're having conflict with. right, And, and ourselves as well. Um, yes. And I love that you mentioned, I know it's in Luke, Luke six, right. And 30 verse 35, where it's saying, but love your enemies. Yes. Do that second part where it says do good to them. I'm like, yeah. Lord, did you have to put that part? <laughs> and then he says, yep. lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Right. like all these things he's like do all these things for your enemies um and i'm just like you know like that is that is really hard that is really interesting but god is inviting us to do because if you look at the context all around those scriptures it's saying what credit do we get just loving people who are easy to love right right and and loving people who who are automatic yeah i love that person because like they're my family member like like loving what about loving like the stranger that you just met just as much right Mm -hmm. um and and what that actually looks like how do you do good like for them and lend to them and all these different things Mm -hmm. um and what you were saying too just about like how um you know like jesus like how he chose to just live his life um and what he he's done for us and how we get to how we get to do the same right how we get to love others well um, through how we live and also set boundaries. Right. Cause I think sometimes right. we'll be like, oh, I love, um, um you know, I'm, I love them from afar. And like, the thing is, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> that is not a bad thing. You can right. set that boundary. You don't necessarily right. have to be all, let's be, you know, all happy all the time and, and hug each other. Like it, it is a reality that, um, some things, some situations are toxic some situations are abusive, right? Like I've left churches where, um, they you know, I experienced trauma and abuse and yes. I love the people that I left there, right? I love the love the people even that hurt me there, but I also, I'm not going to remain. I'm also not going to remain in that situation unless the Lord is inviting me to minister to them. And he has right. not praised the Lord. So <laughs> you know, that's not been my situation, but I know that is situation for some people. Um, but definitely like setting those boundaries. And so I think that's where, um, you know, certain things come in. The Holy Spirit comes in, giving us discernment yes. and want to do that. Community comes in, right? Sometimes we don't know how to make that decision ourselves. Uh, and wise community, right? Because I know the girlfriends mm-hmm. be like, oh, girl, don't talk to her no more. Or like, oh, he, he hating. Like, you know, like, right. you know, have wise community <laughs> that you speak to around these different things that um, would speak, uh, yeah, speak life into you and speak, um, I would say truthful to you versus like what, what we want to hear. Uh, and so, yeah, I think it's like we were saying, it's a hard thing, but it is also a possible thing Yes, uh, because anything that's hard, God, I mean, I just had a baby. Ash <laughs> mm-hmm. had three hard things mm-hmm. are possible things like, you know, like it really they are. is possible um, to be able to do these things um, and even seeing the bigger picture. Right. Because when we think of like division, Um, I think of like the election season this past year and, and we can talk about last year, but it really is struggling into this year and, you know, COVID vaccine, um, all these different things, like really disagreeing. Um, I watched a sermon the other day where the pastor said, uh, you know, that, that person who, um, that like, yeah, I'm gonna go as far. I think he either said like that, that racist or that person like the KKK, like that person is an image bearer. Yeah, and like when he said that, I was like, "Oh, dang, yeah!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's not just that person's not just a person. That person is an image bearer. Every single human being. I think sometimes as Christians, we can only we forget that it's not just Christians who are image bearers. It's actually everyone. Yes. So the person that um, you know, you disagree with, or the person that maybe has like a really crazy um, point of view compared to you they are also an image bearer, right? God mm. made them in, their, in in his image and um, he loves them as well. And so how do we get to like, you know, love on that person? Um, yes. So I would love for you to share more about like your book and how, you know, you connect. I know you share like stories in your book and what that looks like. So yeah, would love, love to hear more about what your book um, teaches us and shows us about this.
1: Yes. Well, I think I want to circle back to a practical example here, because I think that this, I, I share this story in my book because it feels like this is happening to so many people and your story as you listen, won't be my story, but you probably have experienced something similar. And I was on the Twitter as you do. And I had, this is a while ago back in maybe 2017. And I had tweeted, retweeted a, uh, a dancing video of AOC. And so she is a, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm confident probably everyone listening does, but she's a representative in the Bronx district of New York and she is wonderful. And yes, she has some beliefs. I don't agree with everything she thinks, but I, am I admire her. I respect her. And I think AOC is a really powerful person. And I retweeted a video of her dancing and she was just dancing outside in the Capitol, just having a great time. And someone screenshotted that I've never even retweeted a single other thing that she's ever posted. And someone in my church at the time, um, at the church at large screenshotted it and sent it as a text message to my pastors and shared with them that they felt concerned that I was leading the astray and that I had radical, liberal, communist, and socialist beliefs. And this Ooh, is, Lord. yeah, it was a very difficult time. Actually, you no know what it was in 2019 because my my first book was about to come out and um, I remember it now. And she did this. And then my pastors reached out to me and they went to bat for me. They were really kind, but also that led to a very difficult series of conversations that I had to have with a bunch of people. So lots of time, lots of energy, lots of effort that went into this conversation. And I remember when it first happened, I am the type of person in my most intimate relationships, I struggle with conflict. The closer you are to me, the less likely I am to engage in a confrontation with you because it scares me more, the more intimate our relationship is. But at that distance, I'm like, let's fight. I don't have the time, the energy, let's fight, you know? So I just like, I'm going to go off on this girl. I'm going to call her. I'm going to explode. And I felt the Holy Spirit so strongly just be like, calm down, take a breath. Wait a minute. And so I just took a breath and I felt so strongly the Holy Spirit say to me, I am, you know, the one who will take care of this. I'm just, and I will handle it just, just stay silent. Be still and know that I am God. Like I just kept thinking of all those scriptures that are not true to my nature, but I began to just pray. And I thought, you know what, God, like have your way in this person's life. And I pray Lord, that you would bring a blessing out of this and that you would do something to help change their mind and that you would do something God to, to show my true character, Lord, that I'm not you know, trying to lead anybody astray and that I'm not even being political, this was a freaking retweet, not an affirmation of every person's values and beliefs. And as I just chose to stay silent and engage in some of those difficult conversations, the Lord absolutely did what he does. And that was, he handled the situation. I remember people went to bat for me. Without me having to ask them, people began to have difficult conversations with this person about how they were being divisive and how they were being polarizing and how they were choosing to blow something up, like majoring on a minor, blow something up that didn't need to be blown up. And it was causing, you know, division in the community. And so it was beautiful because they all handled the situation with that person instead of me having to get directly involved. And there are plenty of times where I'm ready to get directly involved. So I'm not saying that that's a bad way. I'm just saying that I think that sometimes when people you know, do things like this cause conflicts, you know, um, conflict calls us. (laughs) Sometimes it comes because of the, the things that we do. Sometimes it comes because we have triggers and traumas. Like you said, Pri. sometimes it comes because people out of the woodwork just decide to start a conflict in our life that we then have to deal with. And I think that if we can lean into what the Holy spirit is asking us to do, whether that's to be still, or whether that's to engage in a difficult conversation or whether that is to invite others into the conversation, whether that is to get help, maybe you need a third party perhaps with a marriage or a difficult relationship or a clergy experience that you might be having. you know, sometimes you have to invite in a third party who can help us moderate, but if we listen to God, I think that that in and of itself sometimes can can resolve some of these conflicts that we either want to avoid or that we get very, very volatile about. And just a word about that too, is that I want you to know that, when you explode in a conflict, that that is also avoidance. And so when you're exploding and name calling and getting very loud, that's the same thing as sweeping an issue under the rug because you're not actually, seeking to resolve the conflict and you're not actually seeking to connect with another person. And that is what conflict is. It's, it can be a means to connection. It doesn't have to be avoidance. We are all trying to avoid the hard, hard work of being intimate and the hard work of being vulnerable and the hard work of having to own our thoughts and our feelings and to say them out loud to another person and to tolerate them doing the same to us, to allow that reciprocity to flow in a relationship. And I think that's really important to see, but I just wanted to share that example, because it's a Girl. polarizing figure, AOC, right? It's a situation mm-hmm. where somebody's trying to tattletale and gossip mm-hmm. and be divisive. And sometimes you just gotta let God do what he does. Girl, <laughs> my husband
0: right now, he'll listen to this sp- episode. He'll be like, um, you heard that? Repeat that. Actually, <laughs> don't you listen to your friend? <laughs> because that avoidance part, um, yeah, oof, that that definitely is uh, you know, that's me. That definitely like I I connect to that and feel that because. But yeah. we wouldn't think that because it's like I am saying words. I am expressing words. absolutely I'm not running away from it quote unquote right but like there's different w- ways of doing that of, of really um avoiding. so that yeah. yeah, that's really important to like even acknowledge and see and and thank you for sharing that. like I think, um girl, the the screenshot ministry. It's real. The screenshot ministry. Ministry is I, I was engaged in it yesterday and I was like, the way I'm not going to enter in this ministry. Yeah, someone literally um dm me. I actually shared yesterday a post um about like uh and I you know I started I was like this may not be everything everybody wants to hear, but it's basically right. about like, how like God um the pastor is not God and that sermon is not the Bible. Like we get to still like the foundation is God in the Bible, you know, and um, we get to interpret the Bible. We can be inspired and educated mm. by sermons and stuff and be encouraged and, and edified by our um, pastors, but God and the Bible should be primary, right? Before mm. all of those things. And someone DM me, um, it has been getting a lot of engagement, which I'm, I'm like, awesome. And someone DM me um, that I don't know, sending me a screenshot of a Dr. Tony Evans post that they were like, mm. oh, did you create your post based on this? Uh, and I was like, no, I actually haven't seen, I haven't seen that. And then they were like, yeah, cause I posted, like, I don't agree with it. Um, and so I was just like wondering, cause I agree with you hundred percent. Right. Mm. And so like, even in those spaces, because what that person, I mean, I don't know them, you know, bless them, but I, I, what I felt like what they were trying to do is get um, someone to agree with what they don't agree with. Right. And, and sometimes we need to like, even be careful in that situation. Right. Wondering like yeah. who that person, that person who screenshotted your tweet, like, who else they sent it to to try to get affirmation that they're right about how they feel and and right. not how they feel, but how they're approaching the situation, which yes. was to go to your pastors. Right. So was, we can feel what we feel, y'all. We're gonna feel what we feel. Yes. But what we do about it is is different, right? And sometimes we look for confirmation. That's why I was talking about earlier those friends really good. who just like affirm your dysfunction or just right. affirm like you making the, the right the wisest decisions or the most like God fearing decisions, right? That can be in a space where we get to, you know, challenge. And so I was like, yeah, you know, and I said so I was like, I don't actually don't disagree with his posts. I think, you know, it can be taken out of context, this and that. And I engaged in a conversation with the person um and it was really friendly. But I could tell the beginning of it was to get a get enough affirmation on what they don't agree with. Yes. Um, and I can go into a whole other conversation about what people be doing on Instagram and Twitter
1: yes <laughs> and how it, they it is a whole conversation.
0: I'm like, y'all know Jesus, can he can see Instagram and Twitter, right? It's like, yes. you know, he probably got a phone. He could see it. Like, yes. that's, not, that's not. He's,
1: he's not hip to the game. To that, right.
0: No. So that's, you know, that's a component too. Like we, 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 this happens in person, but sometimes also it happens like hidden behind a screen and yes. people find it easier to, to want to um, disagree with other people and really like you know, um, use words that are very unkind and this is not a result of the fruits of the spirit. Correct. Um, and so I think nowadays, that's why I say, like I was saying earlier, it's it's hard, but I think it's so hard because we live in a world of social media and it's easier to fall into this place of disagreeing without loving other people. And we think mm-hmm. sometimes leaving a comment is loving, um, but right. like, you don't know that person, right? That's <laughs> so that's right. not how, you know, engaging in love will be. Um, so it's, yeah, that's, I might do a whole episode on that. That might be another whole episode, but highly but yeah, recommend, <laughs> right. That, that I think is so important. And, um, and yes, I interrupted you. I wanted to, you, I knew you
1: going to share more about your book. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, uh, no, I don't mind that you interrupted. Please do. I love this. I, I think another thing to your point, what made me so sad about the screenshot is that the person who sent it. Um, is over 40. And so then it just really kept hitting me like, wow, this person who is very grown, like over 40 has children owns a home, like is unable to come directly to me to have this conversation. They were unable, even though they knew who I am to come to me and say, I have an issue with what you posted. And so I thought that was a really interesting, like realization to understand that it doesn't actually matter how old we are. It doesn't matter if we're young. It doesn't matter if we're, you know, seasoned in ministry. It doesn't matter if we have been around for 60 or 70 years, all humans at the core struggle with this idea of conflict and how to have these difficult conversations. And I think part of that is because we're afraid, of course, fear plays a major factor. And then part of it is we just don't have the tools. We don't know how to engage in conflict. And we've been either raised in a home where we never saw it or where it was very, very volatile. And there wasn't any resolution to the conflicts that we saw, you know, maybe people fought in public, but in, you didn't see the private resolution as a child. So you don't really understand how to navigate that in your own life or how to engage with someone. When you say, Hey, I, th- I actually would like to talk to you about how I feel this is harmful. Would you be willing to hear me out? Like, we don't know how to just have a simple conversation to ask questions we're no longer curious and this isn't i'm broad stroking because not everyone is this way of course but i think that we've stopped being curious about other people's thoughts their feelings why they do what they do and that's why i'm circling back there because i think it's important for us to realize that this idea of not engaging in conflict affects so many people and it affects believers. And if we can get this right, we can actually begin to get along even when we disagree. And we can actually begin to have conflict as a means to connection and conflict can be intimate and vulnerable and bring deeper, you know, connections to one another. It can actually make our bonds stronger when we're willing to engage this way.
0: Yeah. And I think, yeah, what you were just um, saying about like, the curiosity part, like, you know, it's, it's basically, it's the opposite is assumption, right? All we're doing is that right. we're assuming where they came from with that thought or, or idea, or what, what they're going to do, what they're going to say, what we think, whatever, like, right. Just like assumptions. Um, and I think that also, like, what we need to do is be curious as well as like, be humble, right? Like, yes. acknowledge that, like, I, I'm not going to assume, I don't know, like, you know, I, I often <laughs> stop people in their tracks when they say, Oh, it's like, you know, you have issues, like people are projecting, it's, it's about them. It's not about you. That's mm. not always true. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like, we get to really humble ourselves and, and ask, yeah, like you were, you, you know, you were saying like, ask the Holy Spirit, like y'all, we, yes. we have so much in our minds. We're so distracted. We have gone through so much different experiences in life. Yes. And we don't always think the best thing. We don't always, um, you know, know what to do, things like that. Like we really do need help. And that is why yes. in the Bible, like the Holy Spirit is our helper right? Yes. He is other things too, but he is our helper. And so we get to seek him out for help <laughs> in all different kinds of circumstances, including yes. this one. Um, and even thinking about another way, like, I feel like Holy Spirit can help, but also like wondering what you think about this. of so, like, what then, what do we do when we do love people we disagree with, but they choose to like not love us back or be, mm. be um, you know, kind of not kind back or, or choose to like not acknowledge that like, yo, I'm going out of my way to like really right. humble myself and love you despite this being hard or disagreeing with you or having this conflict, but you're still choosing to not, and I'm, I'm not going to love you to get love back, but it's still hard. It's hard yeah. to continue to engage in this relationship or conversation if you're not choosing
1: to do the same back. And yes. so like,
0: what, what does that look like?
1: Yes. Well, I write about love being a holy horror show <laughs> because it's love is so full of risk. And every time you make the decision to love someone who's close to you and someone who is even up to your enemy, it's a risk. And the difficulty with love and also loving a God who gives us free will, who lets us choose, means that we have no control over people's responses. We have no control over going to someone and saying, hey, I've realized that what I feel like is that your beliefs are racist. And it makes me feel like this when you post these types of things. Is that what you intended? Like to have that kind of conversation with somebody and to hear back from them something that confirms what you believe is painful and difficult and hard, especially if they double down on what they think and believe instead of opening themselves up generously to say, I didn't realize that hurt you. I didn't realize that it felt this way. And so it's always a risk. And the thing about love is that we have to do it over and over again. You know, love is is painful because of that. It's also wonderful because of that. It draws the best out of us because we have to keep doing it again and again and again. You know, we we wake up every day and we choose love. The Bible talks about putting on love (laughs) and it's something that we wear. It's an attitude that we adopt. It's something that we choose when it's hard and when it doesn't feel good. But I also want you to know that love will bless you. And so there will be people that will reject you. And there will be people who will abandon you and there will be people who will not hear what you're willing to share, but you will be blessed in this life with a trusted few who do love you and a trusted few who do see you and a trusted few who are able to journey with you in a really beautiful way. And I think sometimes if we spin our wheels, always trying to earn the approval of another person or trying to get them to understand why we feel what we feel about them or how their rhetoric, their beliefs, their values, their convictions are hurtful or harmful to us. We spin our wheels in the wrong relationship. We're directing our energy outward instead of directing our energy towards relationships that are open, that are vulnerable, that are generous, that are loving, that have, that are centered in compassion so, I think it's really important for each of us to realize that we don't get to choose the outcomes. We're not responsible for how someone else responds to us, and we cannot control. Someone else's reaction to what we share with them or how we're vulnerable with them, but we do get to choose our part. We get to choose to say the truth, we get to choose to walk away if we need to, we get to choose to set a new boundary. If someone we're close to makes the decision to not change or to not be held accountable or to not grow, we get to set new boundaries, and then we also get to thrive in relationships that are open and generous and loving. And so it's really, you know, it's risky love, but worth it. So Mm -hmm. very worth it.
0: Yeah, I like. From everything you said, I was just like hearing like loving someone will never be a waste of time. Never. Right. Like maybe they won't love you back. Maybe it'll be, it'll be difficult. Um, but there also will be beautiful experiences where there's a whole abundant amount of love back. More, more than you could, you know, even like imagine or receive. And so like it just loving anyone will never be a waste of time.
1: It's Um, so true. I mean, I like, even I think about bad boyfriends that I've had. Thank Mm -hmm. God I didn't end up marrying any of them. Mm -hmm. And I think about that and you know what it did? It sharpened my discernment. And like the next go round, I was like, no, I'm not putting up with your bull crap. I've been Mm -hmm. there, done that. I'm not having it. You know? So I think even difficult, painful experiences can train us to see better. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. And that's, yeah. So like I was, it's just realizing that God is not wasting our time and he won't allow our time to even just be wasted. Right. And so everything yes. and that's why it goes back to even checking in with ourselves and asking us these asking ourselves these different questions and asking the holy spirit to give us these different answers that we're seeking um because it is you know it is it is challenging to not be loved back or to not be under or to be misunderstood you know all of these different things can be um can even put a, a wall right like well you know i try to love them and they didn't let me back so i'm just not gonna love anyone or i'm not gonna try mm-hmm. again like those are real, real responses, and and yes, I understand them. Me too. Um, and so it's really trying to maybe see it a different way in order for that wall that the enemy would love for us to build to not ever even like have a brick within our body and our spirit, right? Yes. Um, so yeah, that that I'm I'm praying that that like, we can become better at that, right? Because the world needs that. The world needs for us to love each other well and to yes. not see it as a waste of time and to put down these walls and to set the boundaries and do all the things <laughs> because we yes. like, love our enemies because um, even in reading, I was just reading Luke again, um, 635, after it says, love your enemies, the verse 36 says, be merciful. Just Come as on. your father is merciful, right? Yes. So it's even going back to remind us like all that God is telling us to do and be in the Bible is who he is and what he does. And so we want to be these image bearers. We really want to exemplify Christ. Like we get to do what God does and he is merciful. Um, You know, some of us have the natural gift of mercy, bless you. Some of us have to work for it, right? Amen. So, you know, we're all (laughs) different spectrums on that. Um, And so, yeah, it gets to be, we get to try to do it regardless of where we fall um, in that. Um, and so, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. I think this just was like, this really blessed me and edified me in quite a few ways. I need to go pray, um, <laughs> and go, I need to hit up some people <laughs> um, and have some conversations, but I think, yeah, it just really, um, is so important. Like I would definitely encourage um, folks to read through Luke six, um, yeah. in those verses. And also like, even going to like the greatest, going back to the greatest commandment, um, and just the whole Bible, right? Like what we're just saying, the whole Bible is God showing us, like, this is how you get to be. He, all throughout the yeah. Old Testament, people are wilding and God continues to forgive. Yes. And another opportunity. And he never, you know, point at one point says it's, it's wasted. And so to just try to be more like Jesus in that way. Um. And so thank you for your time. Thank you for your testimony of that, of sharing that experience and how um, that really blessed me how you said, like, you know, the Holy Spirit just said, like, let me do my thing. Um, yeah. I know I struggle with that when the Lord, but I'm like, but Lord, you know, I could do this and I can like, and he's like, chill out, girl, you know? Yeah, same. Um, so praise the Lord, you know, that that's, sometimes we don't see that as a practical thing, but it is. It <laughs> to is. do nothing and to wait on God is actually, or not to, need to do True. nothing, but to wait is yes. actually a practical thing to do in yes. our life. And so um, I thought that was just like, yeah, really edifying. I'm excited for your book. I can't Me wait to see that thing pre-ordered. pre Y'all start playing. Pre-ordering is important. So get on that um, <laughs> and support Ashley. Tell us where we can find you, your website, your Instagram. If you, I don't know if you're on Twitter still, but from that experience, but if you, <laughs> know, you know, all the things.
1: yes i do have all the things so you can i spend my most most of my time on instagram so at ash abercrombie over there on my website ashabercrombie.org there's you know, you version Bible studies and lots of things you could read or watch. And I would be honored to connect with you guys. And three, I love you. think the world of you, your meditations save my freaking life. I hope you never stop doing them because they are seriously a game changer. And I text them to all my friends when we're like, who's gonna, like, we can't make it, y'all. And I'm like, listen to this. Just listen to this meditation and calm it down. <laughs> hey, so man, thank I love you so much. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Honestly, when I'm like recording them, I'm like, oh that was that just like it makes me like feel bad because it really is god i don't pre plan anything i just look i just prepare the scriptures mm. and i let the lord speak um, wow he really ministers to me so i'm grateful oh, me too. to you and other people. it is so thank, thank you. you get her book get on her website y'all get on her instagram um she posts amazing reels and her babies are adorable so <laughs> <why not? laughs> thank you i
1: love you sister Thank you, Ashley. <laughs>
0: Y'all, I pray that conversation bless you and that you're able to apply some things you heard or learned to your continued growth on your faith journey. I encourage you to study more of the scriptures we talked about on this episode and don't let any conviction you experience go without prayer and action. Share any thoughts or testimonies you may have by leaving us a review or DMing me on Instagram at Priscilla's PD. I also encourage you to send this episode to friends and family and make sure you meet us for our next episode next Wednesday and if you don't already follow us on Instagram at we.r.full to learn more about our
1: growing community and get connected with us.